Good morning. What a great day to be with you all. It's an important day. And that's why we've read this text twice in a week, in eight days. You may remember this text from last week. Oh, good. Praise God. You weren't sleeping. That's good. We just read that, so just to check and see it. Uh, now, what are they reading that for this week? Because it's a crucial text. Because Jesus wants to show that God's love for us is extravagant. That his grace for us is extravagant. This is, this is God's desire from the beginning. When he set two people in Eden, okay, he, he uh, wanted to fellowship with them. He wanted to share everything with them. And of course, in the Middle East, just as it is with us in the South, being hospitable, hospitality, is, is one of the finest ways that we can show our love and our grace and our mercy to family and friends, is it not? Amen. Amen. And so what Jesus is talking about, this theme of the great banquet, is a messianic theme that people are discussing in Jesus' day. And Luke shows us how important this theme is for Jesus because he is having table fellowship with all kinds of people across the whole Status And, of course, last week we heard about being humble and about being able to have a banquet and invite those who will not be able to repay. Amen? And that, so that is rooted not only in Jesus' idea and vision for the kingdom, a big barbecue. Amen. <laughs> But it's God's, it's God's idea. It's God's desire from the beginning. So that when we read about the good shepherd in Psalm 23, he sets a table before us. He leads us beside quiet waters. He makes sure we have good pasture. This is God. This is the Lord who takes care of us. The Lord who provides. All right? Now, Jesus is going to focus on this again. He focuses on it and gets in trouble every time. He's focused on it in Nazareth, and the people didn't like it when he focused on there. Why? Well, because the Gentiles beat down the Jews. And rather than realize that the Jew, they were, they were sent into exile because of the attitude of their hearts, they just got a root of bitterness towards the Gentiles. Now, let's hear these words from Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 25. On this mountain, on Zion, the mountain of the Lord, the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples 
a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine, well-refined. He says it twice. And you all know that that includes any good feast would include chocolate. chocolate. Thank you. <laughs> now, that's just an ancillary theme to this sermon. But in my Bible, that print is in brown because I have the brown letter study Bible. And all the verses that mention chocolate are in brown. <laughs> and that's not just for Israel, though. It's for who? All nations. All nations. This is God's call. This is God's desire. All nations will meet here in, on Mount Zion in Jerusalem. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. That will be destroyed. He will swallow up death forever, and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken. This is not just for Israel. This is for all people. The Jews have forgotten who they're called to be and what they're called to do at this point in the life of Jesus. Because there's, there's a few Targums floating around. And a Targum is a translation into Aramaic of the Hebrew Bible. And the Targum adds a little interesting stuff. Oh, but the Gentiles, though they, um, though they su suppose the feast an honor, it will be a shame for them because the Lord will will pour out plagues upon them. Now, did you hear that in Isaiah chapter 25? Not a thing. Not a thing. That may be where I got that brown letter verse from, too, the Targum. Extra stuff added. But that's what the folks during the time of Jesus believe. Well, the Gentiles will show up, but God's going to bunk them. Good. First Enoch Chapter 62, the apocryphal writings. Kings will fall down before Messiah, and he will drive them out. And he will hand them over to the angels for eternal punishment. <laughs> Does that sound like Isaiah 25? No, we've taken that scripture and we've completely sent it in a different direction. Oh, my golly days. In Qumran. Now, you remember Qumran is outside of Jerusalem, down on the way to the Jordan Valley and the Dead Sea, and it's right on the edge of the Dead Sea. And it was a sect. It was a small group of true believers. Well, at the Great Feast, they believe that the true believers are going to be there, but all the, de the debilitated people will not be there. And they have it arranged by a hierarchy as well. 
And of course, as Jesus talks about the great feast, he's speaking specifically into these man-made traditions that have developed that have nothing to do with what God wants to do for the peoples of the earth. God wants to take away and destroy the veil that lies over them, the veil of sin and unbelief. He wants to destroy that for everyone, not just for a chosen few, but for everyone. And so the theme of the great feast is a huge, important theme that Jesus brings out over and over again. We've heard it already. We heard it two weeks ago when he said, you guys aren't paying attention, but people will come from north and south and east and west and sit with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom and eat at table with me. And then last week, when they were invited into the feast as a characteristic of discipleship and, and, and what the Christian church is like, humility is an important issue. And so don't seek the seat at the front. Seek to serve. Seek to help and take a lower seat. And so those are characteristics of what our community should be like. And Jesus is using the idea of the feast as an important clue to what the kingdom is like. Now, if we're going to have a celebration, we're going to throw a feast. I'm in. And we'll have what there? Amen. Hallelujah. What an intelligent group. <laughs> that just goes to show God's extravagance, that he wants to host us. That's his desire. His desire is to have fellowship with us. He doesn't want to remain a word, kind of out, off in the distance or fire insurance in case nothing's working and, uh, oh, yeah, we, we maybe we should call on God. No. He wants to be a part of who we are. And not only that, he wants to be able to provide for us. He wants to show hospitality. And so we get to this parable today of the great feast. In the ancient Near East, the feast would be announced and people would say, okay, I'll come. I'll come to that. So that preparations can be made. We do the same thing. In other words, grandma sends out the invitation. Okay. Be there. All right. 